0: Going to be learning in the kutze the third the fifth sikh of the parash this is a very in-depth sikhah regarding Eretz israel. and it's going to be discussing two aspects which is erat the, there's the bias the ownership of Eretz israel and there's also the kedusha which is in Eretz israel uh with this we're going to be discussing the opinion of the rambam regarding the differences between the kiddush the Kibush Rishon, the first time they even in the and also the Alias Ezra. Uh, and and we'll get into the discussion of the concept of, of Eritusrol was which was the Shait of that when when Eritusral was became Kaddish, that it continued to become kaddish and we're going to see Nakiminus whether it's the first vice or the second vice, and how that is also relevant to Trumasamaitris and the other chayuvim which are Talibharts. So, to start off in this week's Parsha, Parsha Slachlacha, this is where Hashem promises Avram Avinu, Eretzisro. And the promise is given in, in, in multiple places in our Parsha. The Ramban divides it up into four main sections. He tells us the first section is uh, right at the beginning of the Parsha, in Beis, Pasik Zayin, where it says. First time he says, "I will give the land to uh, your children," and uh, the Ramban says the first time when that's discussed, if you look at the pesukim, it tells you until Shechem. So the first time that Hashem says that I will give them the land, the area which is c- c- being clearly given at that particular point of time near Eretz Yisrael would be until the place of Shechem. The second time Hashem says that Lachat <laughs> Nana Therefore, That he tells them again that the entire land that you see will be given to you. So therefore, go to the 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 being given to you. So the, the Ramban the Rambam discusses that over the discusses that over there where he tells him to look in all the directions. He's telling him that the entire to yisro for all the different directions. That's what's being given to you. So not just until shem but rather in all four directions. But this is all lashon of that I will give it to you in the future. The third time is by the bris ben Hamsarim, where Hashem says nar nar pras, where Hashem says I have already given to you this land. So the Ramban says that this third time, and according to the Ramban, this is a the bris ben Hamsarim took place afterwards. There's a machalikus and Roshanim when the bris ben Absarim took place, but the pastures, according to the Ramban, this was a, a promise which was uh, at a later point of time. He says, I've already given to you. Meaning is at this point of time, this is what Hashem is actually giving the land to Avram. So the first two times he's promising that he will get it, by the bris ben Absarim, they actually make a bris that this land is going to be given to Avram. And, and the Psukim used, uh, 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 there's a discussion over there that Hashem says, says that this land is going to be given to you as a Yerusha. And then Avram asks, How will I know? But Ma'ayda how will I know that have Yerusha? And that the whole story of the Brisb of occurs then. The fourth fourth time, which we're not really going to be discussing the Sicha, is by the Bris, Mila, that Avram. Avram has at the end of the parsha, where Avram also where Hashem tells him that the land will be given to him as a nachlas So we see a fourth time that the Eretz Israel is being given to Avram, and the Ramban says that the fourth time is to tell, tell Avraham that even if he goes into galus, the Yidden will still return and have the land. So even if hachait that the hate causes them to be exiled, they will return and the land will be theirs. So those are the four times. So Rokechaber looks at these, uh, uh, looks at at the parsha, and he divides it up into two main divisions. Uh, the first part of the parsha is is the of it uses the lashon of etein or tenena, lashon of a matana, lashon of given. While if you look already at the third, and he doesn't discuss the fourth, but also technically also the fourth time, he uses the lashon of a yerusha, and he says it's because Eretz Yisrael was given to the Bnei Yisrael as a matana and as a yerusha as it's uh, discussed in the Yushalmi and in other places, of the Gemara, that the Eretz Yisrael was given in a way of matana, in a way of Yerusha, and therefore it had Nafke Minos, when they divided the land, how the land was divided. That it was divided both in a way that it was given as a gift and as a way that it was given Yerusha. Therefore, it was you looked at the people who are alive at that point of time, it was given to them, but it was also given as Yerusha. So you also have to look at the people that actually left Mitzrayim, the Yitz Mitzrayim, and it was divided based on a combination of the people who went into Yisrael and also based on their uh, parents that left Eretz Mitzrayim that died in the desert. Uh, you could look at the uh, you could look at the the Gemaras and of course also Rashi. In Chumash, where he discusses exactly how the division was made up, but it was based both on this concept of a matana and that it was given as a yerusha. So that's in general, erev tishra was given as a matana in yerusha. And there's mylis in each type of kenyan. There's a milus in yerusha that yerusha ain la hafsek. The Yurusha is forever; goes from uh, parent to child, never has, uh, never stops. Um, you can't give a yerusha for a day or yerusha for a month. Yerusha is forever. It's 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 the it's the family's inheritance. When you look at a matana, a matana has a maila that you call a noisim nice and, and you often nice and that when you give a gift, you give with all, all, all the, all the uh, uh, additional um, options. But a matana could have a hasik, meaning you could give a gift to somebody on conditions, you could give a gift to somebody uh, with tenayim, with t- different conditions, and also for a certain... Uh, Particular p- period of time, and, and and then it could revert to you. So uh, matana does have a hapsik. Either way, there are gifts so Hashem gave it to in both ways to say that you're going to it's going to be given to you by anyahta. At the same time, it's not going to have a hapsik. So that's in general we see this idea of matana yerusha. But in, in in more particular, the the division, uh, eretz Israel was. We know that there was a Knesset to eretz Israel two times. There was a kenisah eretz in the days of Yeshua, and the second time was in the days of Ezra. So the way how Yeshua conquered the land, he conquered the land. It was in a way of a matana. He conquered. He conquered the land uh, literally with war. And the oif and how he made the kingdom was it was in a way of matana, as the Raga will explain. Mashenkin. When Ezra came up, the way how Ezra came into the land, he made a chazaka. He had permission from the Melech, the Persian king, to come back to Eretz and to uh, live there. And therefore the way how they acquired the land was actually by living in there to making a chazaka, working the land, living in the land. That's what how they uh, had that chazaka. And it was in a way of a Yerusha. And what does that mean? What's the difference? It was a matana Yerusha. How do we see that by the, Kibosh, uh, the first kibbush and the second one? Uh, so... The Rav is really going to discuss much more detail later on, but a, a, a shorter explanation so far what we've seen just from the Raga Shavar, he says that by a gift as we mentioned has has there, there's conditions to a gift a gift as gift is given with tana'im is given is, is a limited type of giving, so therefore, depending how the individual gives the gift, that's how you're able to kain it. So the Raga Shavar tells us that a gift, at least the gift of Berit Yisrael, was given in the way of a nekuda. You have to acquire the entire to Yisrael uh, in order for it to have its kedusha. For example, let's give you an example before I explain what that means. When a person sends a, uh, let's say a person gets a job, and the job is to move, the Gemara tells us he has a job to move a hundred chavisin, a hundred barrels, and, and he'll get a hundred coins for a hundred barrels. And it comes out that one of the barrels was yain Nasach. and the law is that you're not allowed to get any hanaf from yain nesach. So one of the hundred cases that he moved was yain Nasech. So the question now is, could he get paid or not? Because since there's yain nesach involved, that means he'd be getting hanaf from yain Nasach. So the Gemara tells us it depends how the what the what the conditions were. If it was that you'll get a hundred coins for a hundred barrels, since Part of those hundred barrels is Yai Nesach, and you can't get any schar for the Yai Nesach, therefore you can't get hana at all, because it's all one transaction. And this transaction is a transaction which is also because there's Yai Nesach involved. Masha Enke, if he says you'll get uh, uh, one coin per barrel, you have a hundred barrels and you get one coin per barrel, then each barrel is, is its own transaction. So, for, so therefore he could get paid 99 uh, coins, you just wouldn't be able to get paid for that one uh, which was Ya'an Nesach. So who, who had been over here by Matanah? When Hashem gave Eretz Israel to the Eden, He gave it to all the Eden that they should all have a portion in Eretz Israel. So therefore, the way how they, the Kedusha would be Chal, would be through conquering the land and dividing it. And if the Eretz Yisroel wasn't completely conquered or was not uh, divided up, therefore the Kedusha would not be Chal. Therefore, we find a very interesting difference between the first Kanisa, the first time Ibn went to Eretz Yisrael and the second time. The Gemara tells us that when the Yidin went up the first time into Eretz they were Chayiv and Trumas and Isris only after the seven years that they conquered that the seven years that they divided. So Trumas and only it was only acquired to them after the 14 years. Once they finished conquering and dividing up the land, that's when they became Chayiv and Trumas and Isris because only at that time was the Matanachal. That's what the Rahab the Ragechever explains it. That since it was a matana, and the Matanah was that all the Yidin would get eretz Yisrael, so only once they conquered it and they divided it up, then they were able to get, then they, beca- then they became their land, It was a matana, and then they were Chayv and Shumas the Maishrus. Maashen came by the Kenisa by Ezra. It was given in the way of Yerusha. So Yerusha doesn't have these conditions that you could only get a Yerusha if you get all of it or you get none of it. So even if you're a of part of the Yerusha, for whatever reason, you're only able to get part of it, then the part that you got is yours. So therefore, by the times of Ezra, as soon as the Yidin came into Eretz and a, a person was cutting his particular parcel of land, that land became chayev in Trumas and, and so it wasn't a wait till everybody came up and got their pieces of land. No, as soon as one person came up and he got his piece of land, he was already chayev in Trumas and, and for his particular piece of land. And based on this, the Rebbe explains we we could see some uh, some differences in the pesukim themselves, um, in the lashonis, the Yukim of, of the Psukim, How the first the first two havtaches was regarding the the first aliyah le'eretz was referring to the times of Yeshua, while the second the th- the third time Hashem gave the promise which, which had to do with Yerusha was talking about particularly the k'nisa shniyah which was through Ezra. So in the parsha the first two time Hashem gives the promise to Abram, there was no action that Avram had to do. Avram didn't ask for Eretz Yisrael, didn't ask any questions, didn't do anything in particular. It was something which came completely from Hashem, which that was the idea of, that was just like the first Bia, when the the, the, the Yedin came into Eretz Yisrael, Hashem, it was a gift that Hashem gave them. Masha'enkin, by the, the end of the parsha, when by the Brisbane of psalm we see that Avram Avinu did a pula He first walked the land, he, went, he walked through the land the Orca of the Rahba, and also, after Hashem said that He's going to get it, get heir to Hashem asks him, Avram asks him, "How will I know that I'm going to inherit it?" But my the Kirushana that Hashem replies, and we go through the Bris Ben Absarim uh, where He makes the bris that He's going to get. Which this is similar to the Biashniyah, because by the Biashniyah, a it was after the Yidin sinned and Bnei uh, we were sin- we sinned and therefore we were sent into a- the exile. Of Bobul for 70 years. So this is similar to Avram. asking him about Aid the that which according to money Forshan, now considered a sin for Avram. On his level, that he had to ask for a proof that he was going to have the Yerusha of Eretz Yisrael. So this that he had to ask was considered a chet le, a lega, 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 dar gossai, which that would be similar to the B'yashnia, which was after a chet, that they were that Hashem gave the promise over and they got a Yerusha after the Chet that they returned to Eretz Yisrael. And the second thing was that by going the ark of the rock by walking through the land which abraham did that was considered a chazaka as the tariag explains that walking through the land abraham was making chazaka which was similar also to the bishnir that the way how the bnei Yisrael acquired the land was through a chazaka through actually living in the land that's how they were able to uh, acquire it so we're seeing over here from the ragnachar uh, the main point that the rebbe is bringing out is that the First part of the parsha, which is a lashon of matana, that's by the kibush rishon. While the second part of the parsha, which is utilizing the expression of a Sha, which is by the bris of that's referring to Aliyah Sazra. And, and the main fundamental question of the Sikh is going to be: Is what is the relevance between a, a matana t- to the to, to, to the, 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 the the kibush Muhammad to the kibush of Eretz Yisrael the first time which was through war? So we know that the first time in Yeshua came into Eretz Yisrael, he conquered the land through war and that's how he acquired the land. How is that connected to the concept of a gift? And also by Ezra, he came into the land with permission, so was the Chazakah. How is that connected to the idea of a Yerusha? So to explain this, the Rebbe tells us of, 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 of of a very famous Rambam. The Rambam tells us and this is the end of Perak Vav, but Beis It's so also mentioned Hichos Truma, Perak Aafalachahay with different Lashainas. But the, the, the general concept is like this that he's telling us that the Kedusha Rishaina by Yeshua was because of a Kibush Rabbin, that the Yidin conquered the land. And therefore, since the land was taken away from them, the concept of the, of the Kibush was battle. And once the Kibush was Batl, therefore, they became also Patan from Truma Semisris because the Kedusha did not remain. The Kedusha came because of the Kibush of Yeshua. So, once the Kibush was in this battle, also the Kedusha left, and therefore they were not hive in Trumas Umaisris. But when Ezra came up and he was Makadish, he wasn't Makadish through an oifen of Kibush, rather, it was through the Chazaka Shechazikubah. Therefore, any place where the Oily Babel made a Chazaka and became Kaddish, the Kedusha of Ezra, it's Kaddish even uh, till today. And even though Eretz Yisrael was taken away from us, nonetheless, we're still going to be hive in Trumas Umaisris. But Payal, just to point out, that even according to the Rambam, there's another condition in B'chayb, that most of the Yidin have to live in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, if not all the Yidin are living in Eretz Yisrael, it could still be achieved de the If all the Yidin would be living in Eretz Yisrael, the majority of the Yidin would be living in Eretz Yisrael, you'd be chayb in and Trum, Serm, Isris, Hayyoy, because the kedusha is still in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Psach of the Rambam. So the Kasef Mishnah asks some very fundamental questions on, on, on the Rambam. But even maybe just a, a, a quick uh, avart what the Rebbe said in the Febrengin, on the audio before we get into the Shilas of, of the Kest Mishnah, just an interesting point that according to the Rambam, the Kedusha came into Eretz Yisrael only when Yeshua conquered it. So even though we have different Memori Chazal, which are mashma, that there's a kedusha in Eretz Yisrael from, uh, from earlier, like for example, we know that Yitzchak says that well, he was an oil Yisrael, therefore he never left Ertisra. Eretz Or the Ramban brings that that Yaakov was able to marry sisters because he married them outside of Eretz and the obvious only kept the Torah while they were in Eretz because of the Kedusha which was in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, Why they were in Eretz From these Mekayimists, it's Mashma, that there was a Kedusha which was in Eretz even before Yeshua came and conquered it. So the Rebbe gives a, two answers really in the, the Febrangim, but the more simpler one was he's saying is that these are Madrashim, the Rambam is the safer Halacha, and the Rambam doesn't need to answer, doesn't need to pass him like every every Medrash. So even though the Medrash, uh, one, one was a pierce of the Ramban, so definitely he doesn't need to agree with the shot of the Ramban. But even the, the Medrash of, of that Yitzchak was an Eulah, and therefore he didn't leave Eretz Yisrael, that's a Medrash. And Labdafka that's Halacha L'maysa. But in the Fibriennia, the Rebbe does give another explanation, a second explanation that's saying is that this that Yitzchak didn't leave because he was an Eulah. Lab that had to do with the concept of Kedusha. That could have been uh, an obligation that the Mitzah the Gavra. It wasn't that the Chetz and Eretz had Kedusha, therefore it wasn't allowed to leave. It was rather it was a Kedusha with the Gavra put upon himself. That since he made himself, like on the Kedusha of the oyla or Avram made him the Kedusha of oyla, the therefore, just like we find by an oyla that it doesn't leave the area of, or uh, well, I should say, well, can't even leave the Azar. But let's say Kach is not allowed to leave the area of Yerushalayim, so similarly, Yitzchak, who was made into Eilah, didn't leave the area of where he was Muskadish. He was makrid on Haram which is at Yushalayim. So therefore, he had a Kedusha that he wasn't going to leave Eretz Yisrael, which was an obligation that was Mitzad de Gavit, that they took upon themselves. Lavdafka that it had to do with the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, just like the Ramban, who saying that, they, that Yaakov kept the Torah while he was in, in Eretz Yisrael, but not while he was a haran. Why in Eretz Yisrael? Because that was the obligation that they took upon themselves. Probably because the they knew that there would be a kedushah in Eretz We knew the Abbas kept the Torah even before it was given. So they knew that in the future that there would be a kedushah which is given Eretz Tzoram. Therefore, uh, they took certain obligations based on what will be in the future. But after at that moment, the time there was actually Kedusha. But that would be according to the Shita um that there were, the Kedusha only began at the time of Kibosh Yeshua. Of course, there would be other uh, there quotes later on in the Chelech page 2 or 6, quotes of Kaptau Perach that... He says that there was a Kadusha in Eretz already from the times of Aram, which would mean, he says, could mean, one of the ways of explaining it, is that Eretz was a is prepared for a Kadusha. means the Kadusha came in Bukpeil at the times of Yahushua when they conquered it, but Eretz was always a always had this potential for this Kedushah, and which the Abbas, of course, were able to perceive, they were able to feel this potential that Eretz Yisrael had uh, for kedusha. Either way, to go back into, into the Sicha. So the Rambam is basically telling us that the kedusha that Yeshua brought into Eretz Yisrael because of the kibush was ultimately nizbatal when Eretz Yisrael was conquered. King, the kedusha of Ezra, which was through a Chazakah that he had permission from the Melech of Pras to come into Eretz Yisrael and to live and to misyashre mis- in Eretz Yisrael, that was never nizbatal because they were conquered by the by the Romans. But the kibush could not be, be battled in the of the Chazakah. So the of Mishnah asks two very basic questions, very obvious questions. He says, question number one is, why is Chazaka stronger than Kibush? We're saying by the bias the one Kibush can be Mevatel another Kibush. Well, how could Kibush be Mevatel a Kibush? It's because a Kibush is a type of a, a Kinyan, and one type of Kinyan can be Mevatel the other Kinyan. So, so by the bias Sheni we had a Chazaka. So that's a Kinyan, but Kibush is also a Kinyan. So why can't the kibush also be mavata the Chazaka? The Lashon, the Kestim Mishnah, ma yafa, the Koyuch of the Chazaka, more than the Koyuch of kibush. They're both just different types of Kinyon. So, so so. therefore, kibush should have been able to mevat the Chazaka. And, and the second question he asks is that Lechaira, even by the times of Yehoshua, they also made a Chazaka. What happened? That the B'nai Yisrael, they conquered the land, they divided it, and after those years of dividing, he then actually went into the land and started living there and made a chazaka, being a syashe, living there, working the field. So they made also a chazaka in their own particular pieces of land. So they also had a chazaka by the its uh, Rishon. The chazaka was that Yeshua and the Beis said that each one of you have permission to go to this area of land, which is for you, and you're, you live in there and you make a chazaka in that land and became that person's family land forever. So, there also was a chazaka by the Bayes Rishon. So, if just like there's a chazaka by the Bayes that the Melch Pras gave each individual permission to go into Eretz Strola and have a piece of land, also then they had permission after they conquered and divided it, that, that each family had permission to go into their piece of land and make a chazaka. So, 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 so even if you want to say kibush kibush, but how's kibosh kibbash the chazaka that each individual made? Uh, but doesn't, so, so what's, what's, what's the difference between Bayes Rishon and Bayes So, there's multiple explanations that are given by uh, the Chorainim. Uh, the, the first explanation is given by the Radvaz, the rubber brings down. The Radvaz says that L'chairah, it's because in Ba'is Shani, Ezra was Makadish the entire Eretz Yisrael B'peh. But they didn't do that in the days of Yehoshua. Meaning that through Ezra being Makadish B'peh, that has a stronger type of kedusha that's not able to be in this battle, through, meaning since by the Ba'es Rishon, the Kedusha only came in through a Kinyin. So therefore, the, the 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 kibush let's say, so therefore the kibush was able to be in this battle. There was no Kiddush Popeyeh, so therefore once the kinyan was gone, the gansazach was gone. But when you go into the Ba'es Sheni, there was also a Kiddush Popeyeh. So even if the Romans conquered Eretz and now the Romans have the kinyan of Eretz Yisrael, nonetheless, the Kiddush B'peh was not able to be this battle through the Roman conquering it, so the Kiddush Bapa will remain forever. So, so the, and why did Ezra come up with that idea, Mash Enkin Yeshua? So, the Pshat that the Radvaz wants to give is that by Yeshua, he saw that the Eretz Yisrael was going to be eventually uh, destroyed, and he wanted the Neim after the destruction of the by to have uh, not to be Bichayib in uh, Shemitah, Nat Bichayib that the places should not be high between samaysu, so they'd be able to have more of a Parnassah. Uh, so therefore, he was Makadash B'peh. Mahashe'in came Ezra, again, not so clear, it doesn't explain why Ezra wasn't worried about after the Chorbal Ba'asheni for that type of situation, but uh, by Ezra, he was Mekadoshet B'peh, um, so, uh, therefore, that, that, that didn't really, wasn't applicable. It, we do know that by Ezra, when he was Meqaddish, Eretz Yisrael, there was a much smaller area of Eretz Yisrael <coughs> that the oily Bavel uh, made a king in. The only, the, what, where, the area of land of Baishin was much, much smaller than the area of Baish So by, when Ezra did come up in his of the to the Rabahs, it was only certain areas where the Ethan were actually living but many of the other areas, even areas that the Oyle Mitzrayim conquered and the Oyle Babel didn't, he wasn't Mekadosh, those areas of the Pan. The Gemara actually tells us why wasn't he Mekadosh, these other areas that the Oyle Mitzrayim uh, conquered, Oyle Babel didn't, the Oyle Mitzrayim were, so why wasn't he Mekadosh it? So the Ravaz wants to say it's because he wanted those areas to remain for the Yidin to be able to live, uh, uh, live off the land, but the poor people should be able to live off the land through Shemitah. So the rest of the areas is when they're still keeping Shemitah, those areas surrounding it, there wouldn't have been any chiv of Shemitah. Uh, they did do uh Miseris in the areas surrounding it, the Durah they did maistras in those areas. Uh, therefore they would have had uh ani in the surrounding areas. So maybe that's the possible explanation that he's trying that the Rabas is saying is that by Bai and Yeshua saw that eventually be destroyed. So he wanted the Neem to have uh, the capability to have their the ani even uh, after the bias is destroyed. While Ezra, when he came up, since it was a much smaller piece of land, he did leave off areas where the Anim would be able to support themselves with during Shemitah, and therefore he was Mekadosh in other areas of B'peh. Okay, the problem with, with this shot is, as the Rebbe says, is that, A, we don't find this concept of Kedusha B'peh anywhere in in Vachsav and It doesn't say anywhere in the that When Ezra came up, he was Mekadosh at B'peh. so it's his own Svar. And he says, furthermore, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says clearly what the difference between Rishon and Baisheney was. He says Rishon, He says since it was a kibush of the rabbin, and the Kedushi came because of the kibush, so when the kibush of uh, the B- baal came, it was it took it away. It took away that kibush. Masha inkain The Shani was to a chazaka. So he says very clearly the Rambam. Like Kibush that the reason why there is a Kiddushabai, by the Baish Sheni was because of the chazaka shechazikuba. It doesn't say it was because of uh, because of a kaddusha The Kiddushab came because of the chazaka, and 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 the kibush from the Romans was not able to remove this chazaka shechazikuba Yisrael. So therefore, it's difficult the pshat of the Radvas in general, but definitely in the piersh of the Rambah, the the, the, the Yad of the Rambah. A second explanation, which is given, is from the Taisus Yomtiv. So Taisus Yomtiv want to say that that there is a certain strength in the Chazaka, which is strong. It's a stronger Kenyan than the Kenyan of Kibush. Kibush, and I'm going to add how some of the Baforsim explain the Taisus Uh Kibush is basically the idea. That you're mevatel the schus of the other individual which is there. So it's a form of of the when when you conquer the land, the people who are were currently living there until you conquered it give up hope of ever acquiring that land. Therefore, the kibush is really removing any type of kinyan that you have. And then there's a little bit of a dion. So how does kibush work? Does it mean it just removes? Uh, their chazaka that they had and then you have to make your own chazaka or does a kibosh really accomplish both that it removes their chazaka and then you're, you by the essential fact that you conquered it that itself gives you ownership of that land so there are those two different ways of looking at it but either way the idea is that by a kibosh it's really just one-sided that's his point it's one-sided it's we have the capability to drive you out Right, So we're driving you out, and therefore that gives us ownership. That's the main point. While by a chazaka, which is madas, this is the main point, a chazaka, which is from the permission of the owner, then there's really two minds involved. There's the person that's giving it to you, which would, in this scenario would have been the melech of pras, and then there's you, that's also being it. So chazaka is stronger because it's coming from both sides, uh, this chazaka. So lechayra, so that's the, so that's how he wants to answer these two questions. A, what's the ma'ilah of chazaka over kibbutz? That's very clear. And second, I, by Yeshua, didn't they also have a chazaka? So the answer is yes, they did have a chazaka in the days of Yeshua, but that wasn't midas of the of the of the canaan They conquered the land, kicked them out, and then they made each person made his chazaka in his piece of land. But that chazaka was only with Sal themselves. It wasn't that the prior owner. Told you to make a chazaka. He also gave his permission for it. No, you 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 divorced them from the land or killed them, and then you were able to make also a chazaka. So therefore, it didn't have that same power of chazaka that they had in the bai that was coming from both sides. So that's how he answers those two questions of taytus yamfiv. But the rebbe has a few questions on it. He says first of all. really ask this maybe in two ways, but L'chaira, why is the Kibosh, the, the Chazakah that the Yidin had by Bayashani was from the king of Pras, right? The king of Pras who had the land gave them the ability to make Chazakah. Now how did he get ownership of that land? It's because he conquered it from Babel, and Babel conquered it from the Yidin. So the, his own uh relationship to the land his own acquisition of the land itself was only through the power of kibush. so how uh, so when the yidin made a chazaka based on that kibush, it can't be any stronger than the original kibush. so we're saying is that the chazaka that the yidin made because they had permission from melch Pras was actually even stronger than the chazaka the kenyan the that the melch Pras had himself the melch Pras only had the power that he was that he conquered that land that was the, the acquisition the kenyan that he had so the yidin that got of from him actually had a stronger kingdom than he had. That doesn't make any sense. How could we, get, the, the, the giver has less of a right to the land to who, to, to who he is giving to? The rule always is that we that, that, that the one who receives the land has the same right as the ones that, that gave it to him. He doesn't get more rights to the land. We have the, the same level. So l'may naf uh, it, it, what type if that, that the was the chazaka. They, they're getting it from the melech press that he himself only had it through a way of kibush. And the second question the Rebbe asks is that we find by the that there were pieces, areas that the Yidin actually never conquered. For example, maybe two. Uh, the one that the Rebbe mentioned, that in the Panim is the Givainim. That the, 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 in, in the ninth paragraph of Yeshua tells us that when the Yidin uh, were coming to Eretz Israel, that the Givainim came, and they pretended to be a tribe that came from very far away, and they heard about the Yidin and they wanted to become they wanted to convert because they heard of the greatness of uh, of Hashem, and you know, so they made a they made a bris and they converted. And then after the Yidin, a few days later, when the Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael, they found out that basically the givayim actually lived in Eretz Yisrael and they didn't come away from a faraway land. And they're very upset at them. And the givayim basically said, you know, the the, the the deal they made is that we will be your servants. Which does that mean literal servants, or did it mean that they were gonna have a, a tax? different ways of having the fortune explain it but the idea was that they they made it after they came after they found out who they really were they became as the pasuk says a vodin and they had to be the, the wood choppers the water carriers they were to a certain extent servants of the jewish people and there is somewhat of a discussion what level of servants was a complete level of servants literally slaves or was it uh, more of an idea of a, a tax that was put upon them but either way the Gevoinim, they never conquered their land. So when they found, they made a bris with them. And therefore, because of that bris, the, the Yeshua and the Nassim said, we can't conquer them, we can't destroy them or kill them, because we made a bris, we made a shmua, we made a oath between us. So therefore, instead, what they did is they made them servants. And the land that they had was given to the Jewish people. Part of the condition was that you'd be servants, and basically, like a slave, everything that you own uh, belongs to us. So it would be like a, like a like a king over a country that he owns all the land and he ha- gets to decide what to do with the land. So in this scenario, he let them keep the land, but they have to pay a certain tax uh, to to the Jewish people. Similar, let's say what happened with let's say Yosef in Mitzrayim, that when the, the during the famine when the, the people were starving, the Egyptians came to Yosef and they wanted food. So he, they had to give him the land, their own land, to purchase food. And what happened afterwards, he didn't take the land away from them. Rather, they were able to stay there. But they, they had to give a tax of the land. But the point is, it was given to the Jewish people. So, the question is, the land of the Gevaynim, the Yidin acquired it through a Chazaka. The Gevinim agreed to it. So, the Gevinim agreed to it. The Yidin agreed to it. So, the acquisition of the land of the Gevaynim would have been a Chazaka, a Midas, So Neisen. it should have been Kitsha and also Lashalavi. But we don't find in the Rambam anywhere to say that the, the villages and the areas that where the Gevanim lived that actually still has a, a, a kedusha from from We don't find that said anywhere. Furthermore, if uh, we look at the Minchas he brings down that there was an area, there were certain areas of land that the Yidden didn't didn't, uh, didn't conquer. So we know that by Gevanim Malach they didn't, never conquered this, the area of Yerushalayim Yavusi. And by Dabanamalk they were finally able to conquer that piece of land. But one of the areas that were there was a place which was owned by Arvana Ayavusi. And that's the area where the Makama Mikdash was going to be. So he we David went and bought that piece of land from Arvon, Arvana So, So Ravna, different ways I think of, there's different ways of pronouncing it. But um, he bought he bought that piece of land for where the place of the base of Mikdash was going to be. So the Shaila could also be asked regarding the or at least that area that he bought from this individual. But Chaira, since it was dasa Naisin, therefore that area should always have kedusha, even lost Lavay. And, and he brings down that the Menuchas Chinuch actually wants to say that for for that particular area of land, that itaka should be Chayv uh, because because it was through a chazaka. And he says it was niskadish, also for the i'an of Trumasimais, of Echala, b'oifin sh'olei nisbatl, k'lijusasa, b'golso v'nuvu of netzer And there it points out in R. 426, that by the Gevoinim, jumping back to the Gevoinim, that we're saying that by the Gevoinim, l'cha'ir is tu ha'chazaka, but l'cha'ir, you can ask shayla that they actually, maybe it was considered a kibush because the reason why they gave the land is because they were scared of, for their life. So so therefore, just like they, when they became slaves, it was because of the year of the war. They were afraid that they're going to be killed. So when they said we're going to be your servants, it was because they were afraid that the Yiddin would kill them. So therefore, they, even though they had a bris, they were scared. So therefore, they had a years Muhammad They're afraid that since it was a bris, which was really a trick, therefore they're afraid for their life, and they said they would be servants. So that would be a form of kibush, which is really when. When you conquer a land, the people are afraid that you're going to kill them. So therefore, they, they, they allow themselves, or against the will, they become slaves. So maybe you could say the same thing for their land. So when uh, the land would maybe could also be considered because of the war, but the Rebbe says that's not true, because we because we, we find that when you have when you're when you force someone to give you their land and they give it to you. Uh, even if you force that you're forcing them because they're afraid for their life, it's still considered a kinyin. And it's considered a uh, so the lush is if you force someone to give a gift, and it was the reason why they're giving the gift, it was because they're afraid for their life. Gomer the person makes a gimar was So therefore, what would have happened by the givanim is even if they were afraid for their life at that point of time, it wouldn't have mattered. They gave the land. Because they wanted to so it was still in a form of chazaka so yes it was true that they were afraid and maybe there could have been an element of kibush uh, involved in there because there was a yurs machala. but the halacha is that when you give states but payo, they agreed it wasn't in a way like the rest of Eretz kanan where they just killed the individuals and half the land that there was no chazaka at all over here there was a chazaka they were afraid for the life therefore there was this aspect of kibush. But there also would have been this aspect of chazaka because they agreed that the land would be given to the heirs of Israel. So there still was a chazaka with Da'asal Nais and therefore would it still be considered a proper king. So those are the uh, shyless on the opinion of the taisid Yomath. So just to summarize so far what we've said so far was that we're asking that the Raman tells us that by the Kibosh mission, it was, which was through conquering and therefore and the kadushi came because of the Kibosh of the Rambam, And once, the, the Eretz Yisrael was conquered by the Melech Bavel. It was on there, and, and there's no more Chiyah. It was Shumas Meisrus. It was not Kitchul uh, Asalabei. Ma she'Einkevibaysheni, since Shulskyu a Chazaka. Therefore, even when Eretz Yisrael was taken away from us, it was Kitchul Asheite, Kitchul Asalabei, and it's still Chayav Shumas Meisrus. So the two questions that the Kesef Mishnah asked is one: L'chayra, l'maynafkimina, if Eretz Yisrael by the Baysheni was the Kenyan was through a Chazak or Kibush There was a second, ki- there was a Kibush by Romans, which is a proper Kenyan, and that would have removed their Kenyan. And the second question was that even by Bais Rishon, they also had a khazaka, because each individual they went and made a Chazak on their piece of land, so there still also would have been a chazakah. So we gave the answer to Radbaz, which was he, he wants to say that it had to do with the Kibush Pepeel. So we asked Lachayra, even if it was the Kibush it doesn't say that anywhere in the Rambam. And there's also another question that Rebbe asked, which I didn't mention, is that Lachayra. That has nothing to do with it, the Raman. Uh, actually, I mention it. That has nothing to do with the Raman mentioned. The Raman was saying it had to do with the chazak and the Kibosh, while he's saying it just had to do with the Kiddush. And, and then the second explanation we gave was the Teisus Yomtev, that he wants to speak about the of the Chazaka, that they would have had Babayashi, that was a Chazaka, Madasa, Naisen, where both parties involved. So we asked A, the, 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 the Malach Pras owned that land itself was only through Kibosh, so Chazaka that comes through the power of an individual that only owns the land through Kibosh wouldn't have been any stronger, the Chazaka that comes from that can't be stronger than the original Kinyan that the Malach Pras had, which was through Kibosh. And the second p- question we asked is that even by Ba'is Rish and the they had pieces of land that was, that there was a Chazaka, that they also had a Chazaka by, which was by the Givay that they had a chazaka in the land because the the, the the gave it to them medasah naisin and we also had like the area that Davin Melech bought the machan base where he bought it with Malay Kesef.